12.48 is the time now. Let's take ourselves to the United States of America. And we reflected a little earlier in our programme about the situation in Ukraine and Robert Fox was explaining how he thought it was all uh, very difficult, made more difficult perhaps by the slightly bizarre language used by the American president last night. Um, Simon Marks can explain a little bit more what was going on. Um, president Biden a little confused, Simon? Well, President Biden certainly going further than any U.S. official has previously gone and indeed at one point last night contradicting uh, what his own national security advisor had said just a few days ago. Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, told reporters uh, that any move by Russian forces across the border uh, into Ukraine would be viewed as a full-scale invasion uh, by the United States. President Biden told reporters in that nearly two-hour press conference last night. He, he should have quit when he was ahead. Uh, that he does expect that an invasion is going to happen. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something. And having said that, he then went on to draw a distinction between a low-level incursion and a full-scale invasion. Take a listen. Well, because he's never seen sanctions like the ones I promised will be imposed if he moves, number one. Number two, we're in a situation where uh, Vladimir Putin uh, is about to, uh, we've had very frank discussions, uh, Vladimir Putin and I, and uh, the idea that NATO is not going to be united, I don't buy. I've spoken to every major NATO leader. We've had the NATO-Russian summit. We've had other, the OSCE has met, etc. And so I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. But if they actually do what they're capable of doing with the force amassed on the border, it is going to be a disaster for Russia if they further invade Ukraine. And that our allies and partners are ready to impose severe cost and significant harm on Russia in the Russian economy. Now, even as President Biden continued to speak at that press conference, his White House moved into damage limitation mode uh, with one uh, press uh, official putting out tweets saying that what the president actually meant was not that a low-level military incursion uh, might be okay as far as the United States and NATO was concerned, but in fact he was talking there about uh, hybrid efforts at warfare, cyber uh, attacks uh, by the Russians on Ukraine, for instance, and then when it was all all over, the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki put out a formal statement insisting that the President had not uh, taken steps in that press conference as the Ukrainians were immediately worrying uh, essentially to give Vladimir Putin a green light to engage in some kind of low-level incursion across the border. But what was also damaging about those remarks was that they revealed disagreement within NATO and uh, between the United States and some of its European partners uh, about just how hard the international community is going to go against Vladimir Putin if he does indeed invade uh, Ukraine. The president insisted that resolve uh, was undiminished on the part of NATO and uh, European allies. But in those remarks and others during the press conference, he made it absolutely clear that his team is trying to shore up a bit of wobbliness among some NATO members uh, about just how crippling these sanctions that the United States is threatening against Vladimir Putin may prove to be. So it was not a successful outing, certainly in foreign policy terms last night for President Biden.
now we all know that politicians love to cite polls when they say how clever they're being or how popular they are um polls that tell you that you're not being popular are less popular with senior politicians uh, yes, and in this case with President Joe Biden, who said quite simply yesterday, I don't believe the polls when he was confronted by questions about why uh, one year into his administration, and remember it's exactly a year uh, since Joe Biden was inaugurated, his government is underwater with the American public on every major issue besetting the nation and why uh, his approval ratings, depends which poll you look at, but his approval ratings are for his presidency uh, at record lows, one last week suggested as low as 33%. Others still have him in the low 40s. The president was asked yesterday whether he has uh, overpromised and underperformed. I didn't overpromise, but I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. I did not anticipate that there'd be such a stalwart effort to make sure that the most important thing was that President Biden didn't get anything done. Think about this. What are Republicans for? What are they for? Name me one thing they're for. So President Biden very much putting the blame for the difficulties that he's facing uh, at the door of his political opponents, even as it's evident to everyone that the real problem he's got is with his own fellow Democrats on Capitol Hill who are yes. not lining up behind his agenda. And he insisted that one lesson that he's learned is that he hasn't been getting out into the country enough. Uh, he says that the American people simply don't understand the scale of the achievements that he has notched up in his first year in office. And he is going to hit the road and talk to them face to face, look them in the eye and explain to them why they are wrong to conclude that his administration is anything but a triumph. Um, and he's also maybe having to explain at the same time why that voting rights legislation <laughs> he's been trying to get work on ain't going nowhere right so well, of course exactly and of course it ain't going nowhere because of members of his own democratic party last night uh the uh democrat uh, majority leader uh, in the senate charles schumer decided to press ahead with a vote aimed at changing the rules uh, the proposal being to exempt the voting rights legislation from the usual requirement to secure 60 votes in the 100 seat senate he wanted it passed on President Biden's initiative with a simple majority. And even that rules change was voted down uh, by uh, Republicans uh, and two Democrats, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Senator Kirsten Sinema of uh, Arizona, sided with the Republicans. So voting rights legislation in this Congress is dead to the tremendous anger and frustration of civil rights leaders who are blaming President Biden and Kamala Harris, the vice president, for not having done enough earlier in this uh, year in office uh, to bring that legislation across the finishing line. And remember, civil rights leaders and African-American voters are pillars of the Democratic Party, voters that President Biden yesterday predicted would still stand in long lines to in long queues uh, to back Democratic Party candidates in uh, this coming November's midterm elections. I think there's a big question about what African-American voter turnout is going to look like this November, given the extent of betrayal that is felt by uh, civil rights leaders uh, with regard to this White House. Now, what might be consequential decision by the Supreme Court, President Trump has been told... 
Give us all your paperwork. Yeah, well, not all your paperwork. 800 pieces of paper, still a pretty substantial amount of paperwork relating, uh, of course, to the events of January the 6th of last year, the insurrection by former President Trump's conspiracy theory-believing supporters uh, on the U.S. Capitol building and uh, the U.S. Capitol uh, grounds. Uh, President Trump has been trying to keep this paperwork uh, concealed from the House of Representatives committee that is investigating the January the 6th insurrection. Now the papers will be handed over, not to the public, but to the committee. Uh, and they contain, we believe, some pretty important communications uh, among senior White House officials uh, in the run-up to January the 6th and on January the 6th itself. And they will certainly allow the committee to get a fuller sense of what was taking place in the White House in the lead-up to January the 6th. And the assumption here is there must be something in there, because otherwise, why would Donald Trump have gone to the mat to stop those documents from falling into the hands of that Democrat-led committee. We have to wait and see what happens on that one. Simon, thank you very much indeed. Simon Marks reporting live for us from Washington, D.C.